Welcome to this episode of the Safety Cast. My name is Shalini Nagpal and I'm a Senior Inspector with the Construction Services Group with SafeWork New South Wales. In today's Safety Cast, we're going to explore the key drivers and experiences of women in the construction industry by speaking with female workers who work in the industry. So joining me today, we have Angela McDonald, who is an Assistant State Inspector with the Infrastructure Team in our Construction Directorate. Welcome, Angela. Thanks, Shalini. Great to be here. I find um, your story really interesting because you've come from industry and now you're working with the regulator. Can you tell us a little bit about your time working in industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I come from a, a family with quite a lot of uh, boys in the family. So I've actually got my dad's a, a chippy and I've got um, a couple of brothers that are chippies and an electrician. So quite a bit of a strong trade background in my um, in my family. And so just for myself, I sort of came into the industry about 13 years ago and just started. It's probably not an uncommon story for women probably entering the industry at the moment. And that is um, came in as sort of a bit of an admin at side administrator type role. Also did a bit of labouring and whatnot during that time. And I suppose naturally just kind of through that progression um, sort of fell into safety and continued on that journey from sort of that niche sort of smaller builder into the civil space where I stayed for a very long time until I transitioned across into working for the regulator now, which has been about three and a half years and something I always wanted to do. And I have to say it's um, it's an absolutely amazing place to have come into, coming from industry and looking at the challenges and the successes and, uh, you know, the things that drive industry and how fast paced and moving that that always is. And then being able to come across now into the regulator and see what that side looks like as well. It's been amazing. That's great. So what are the current pieces of work that you're working on in the infrastructure team? Uh, yeah, so I was fortunate enough to come into the um, construction infrastructure team when I joined SafeWork. Primarily the work that we do is um, working across major projects. It's a, a very proactive, a very collaborative kind of a team and a space that we work in, in that our, our goals are to work in with, you know, clients and principal contractors and subcontractors to sort of make sure that these major projects Often a lot of these are government funded, federally and state funded. I guess that they're progressing along a trajectory that we would expect, that we're not having significant serious incidents, concerns being raised, you know, within the workplace or outside the workplace. And it's particularly focusing on those high risk harms across our sector plan and making sure that those are being managed really well on those sites. Um, So our engagement you know, strategies is is about doing lots of regular visits. We have meetings, we have catch-ups with, like I said, clients and principal contractors, provide them with as much advice as we can. And then other pieces of work that we've got on are things like reviewing the tunnelling code of practice. That's a really important piece of um, infrastructure work with the, I guess, the industry boom at the moment. And in particular for myself, I'm very fortunate that I get to be very involved in the Western Sydney Airport project, which, again, is a major infrastructure project happening out in our western suburbs of Sydney. And that's a very interesting piece as well. Lots of lots of amazing things happening out there. Thanks for sharing those insights, Ange. You've certainly got a very broad range of interesting work to keep you busy. On a separate note, I must say that I've been very fortunate to come out to site with you a couple of times, Ange, and that particular location is quite fascinating and all the movement that's happening at Western Sydney Airport, it's certainly a space to watch as it evolves. So in relation to today's safety cast and to provide some background, the New South Wales government is taking active steps to make the construction industry a more diverse, inclusive and safe workplace for women. As part of the financial year 2022-2023 to budget, the New South Wales government announced an investment of $20.2 million 
over three years to attract more women into the construction industry, with the vision being a more gender-balanced construction industry and with the goal for women to represent 15% of trade and non-traditional construction roles by 2030. Additionally, the New South Wales Government's Women's Strategy from 2018 to 2022 highlights the vision for women and girls in New South Wales to have full access to opportunity and choice and to be recognised for their diversity and valued for their contribution. Given the current skill shortage that we face across the construction industry, an increase in female participation within the industry is a great way to start boosting numbers and skills across the sector. Interestingly, the Master Builders Association estimated that the building and construction industry will need 477,000 workers to enter the industry over the next four and a half years to meet anticipated growth and replacement. So on that note, Ange, I might throw over to you to talk a little bit about the initiatives and programs that industry is driving in this space. Yeah, thanks, Shalini. So I suppose it's interesting and timely that a lot of the um, industry associations are actually trying to implement different programs to try and boost the participation of women and I guess improve the experience that women can have in the industry. So, you know, associations like the Housing Industry Association, the Civil Contractors Federation and the Master Builders Association. The MBA in particular has, a, it's called Florence Magazine, and that's specifically designed to celebrate women and their achievements. It talks about gender diversity issues and how they can be overcome, and it shares inspiring stories of women within our industry sector. So for us, Safe Work New South Wales acknowledges that all workers have the right to be treated with respect in the workplace. Equally, employers have a responsibility to create and maintain a safe and healthy workplace, which includes the design, organisation and management of work. Currently, Safe Work New South Wales is establishing a Respect at Work Task Force to address harmful workplace behaviours that particularly affect women in the workplace. You can read more about this on the Safe Work New South Wales website. Fantastic. Thank you, Ange. So without any further delay, let's have a chat to our guests. So we have Monique, who started her career as a traffic controller in the North Connect Tunnel and has been in the construction industry for four years. Monique is now a traffic controller and a team leader and works on numerous projects throughout Sydney and New South Wales. We have Carla, who's a fourth-year electrical apprentice and works on commercial and industrial sites. We have Bianca, who has worked in hospitality and website development and is now a bricklayer and a director of her own bricklaying company. And Bronwyn, who is a work health and safety manager on the Western Sydney Airport project and has been in the construction industry for over 15 years, of which included seven years in the Middle East. We've got a very interesting lineup of guests today. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Guys, Hello. thank you. I'm really excited about today and the opportunity to chat with you all and to really understand some of your insights as working in, in the construction industry, especially given your varied roles. So I might kick off with Bronwyn. How did you get into construction? I fell into it, to be honest. So my background originally was in environmental health. Um, I worked for local government. I worked for Queensland Health. Um, and I chose that career because I always wanted to, to pursue a path that enabled me enabled me to provide a valuable contribution to society. Um, so I was actually on a working visa in the UK when the opportunity to relocate to Qatar, uh, which is in the Middle East, came up, along with the chance to move into the safety profession, um, safety space. I consider myself actually really extremely fortunate to have worked as a safety professional in the Middle East, not just in, in developing my skill sets and, and grassroots safety management, but also that much deeper understanding of the human element that comes along with safety and in the construction industry in particular, uh, and the outcomes and the outreaches of protecting a life. Uh, construction industry is extremely high risk activity and 
bringing in that human personal aspect in the industry is extremely important and, and grounding. Wow, how interesting working overseas in Qatar. I'm sure that you're going to add some very interesting insights to today's discussion. Thank you. So Carla, how about you? How did you get into the industry? Yeah, so pretty much as soon as I started my apprenticeship, I kind of just fell straight into it as well. The company that I worked for um, was uh, mainly construction. And then I did do some of the residential stuff, but honestly, just working in construction, I love it so much that I didn't even look back. Oh, that's fantastic. How about yourself, Bianca? Well, I started off labouring for my partner. I used to go in there and then I, then watching them work, I realised the bricklaying part's a little bit easier than the labouring part. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he taught me everything he knows and yeah, I've been doing it probably four and a half years bricklaying, like the actual bricklaying brick side of things. So. Wow. Uh, so, Monique, what's your story? So, straight out of high school when I graduated, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My neighbour told me about a job opportunity working on the North Connects tunnel and he described it as a once in a lifetime opportunity. So um, I was just fresh out of high school. So I was like, why not give it a shot? So I did. And then four years later, I'm still here working um, in traffic control. So I, I do love it very much. That's fantastic. And isn't that interesting? First roll out of school and you're still in the industry. There's some good signs there that you're in the right place and you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, definitely. I do. I very much love it. So this next question is about support during your career. I want to know a little bit about who has supported you on your journey into construction. Bianca, let's kick off with you. Well, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my partner. So he's taught me everything he knows. So he got me into the industry um, and he pushed me to start the bricklaying part of side of of things too. So which, yeah, without him, I wouldn't have anything like this. So, and also there was a builder that we first worked for when I first got into it. He helped out a lot. He gave me a lot of leeway and a lot more roles on the, on the site. So I did, yeah, not just the bricklaying side of things. I learned a lot about the construction industry itself. Yeah, those two people, I wouldn't be what I am today without them. How about you, Bronwyn? Who has um, supported you during your journey? Um, I think there's not one person in particular, but I have been really fortunate in the construction industry where it's effectively project work, so we move on every few years. There's always been one individual, tends to be my immediate supervisor, that's really taken me under their wing as well. And probably one of the biggest things that each and every single one of them has done is thrown challenges my way they've been the ones that we have reaffirmed you know skills and abilities and and said you know what you've got this have a go at it have some faith in yourself and that is what's apart from my own personal drive um, and my own personal pursuit of my passions Mm -hmm. that is having somebody like that that will just throw the opportunities at you and say you know what you can do this. I have absolutely no no issues with you not being able to. So that's been really important in my career. Angela, how about yourself? Who has supported you through your journey? Um, interestingly, I think I'd probably mirror a lot of what Bronwyn just said. So I think other than, you know, like for me, it would be my husband and my dad who've probably been my biggest personal supporters. But certainly in, in the professional space, I couldn't mirror it more in terms of saying that I've had certainly some mentors and supervisors, both male and female, that have, you know, I think you put it really nicely, Bronwyn, when you said about you've got this and about really pushing you to kind of succeed or 
pushing you to challenge what you think you're capable of and then maybe recognising that you can actually or you are capable of more than what you realise. So I would say definitely lots of those sorts of people, supervisors and, and colleagues and mentors. Thanks, Anne. So the purpose of that question was to illustrate that we do have a network around us of friends, family and peers at work to support us through our career and through our journey into construction. So this next question is about your thoughts on how we can improve industry to see more women come across into the construction sector. So Bronwyn, I might start with you. Um, I put a fair bit of thought in, in, into what we can do and a lot of the, the items that I came up would strengthen women in the workforce, but they're also a people issue as well. So flexibility in the workforce, flexibility in working arrangements. I think there's a, a lot of stigma around the hours um, that are put into the construction industry, and I think a lot of them are very valid where you know, they're working six to six, you know, 12-hour days, including yeah. Saturdays, that impact family life. I have a lot of inspirational women in my circle that have raised beautiful families and fought to have a, a successful career in the construction industry. And as I said before, I don't actually think that's a women's issue. I think that's a people issue because yeah. I think that sort of flexibility and working arrangements, it would have an, a positive impact on the mental health in the industry as well. And we all know that the mental health is, is a big issue in the construction industry. Yes, yes. Promotion of construction for women as a career path in high schools. I know when I went through high school, it was never... It never come up as a as a solution as an opportunity. Um, there weren't many girls that I went to school that that went through TAFE trade schools, trade colleges. It just wasn't really discussed about. Yeah. Um, um, and celebrate. Let's celebrate the organisations that support women in the construction industry, mm-hmm. um, and let's encourage them to step up and and change policy and have a positive impact. Thank you for sharing some great ideas and insights there, Bronwyn. How about yourself, Carla? What would you like to see in industry? I think seeing some more of the other subcontractors on site, maybe having more girls on site as well. Mm. I think that would be Mm. very awesome to see. I've seen a couple of different subcontractors now have girls on their teams, which is awesome to see as well. Yes, definitely, Carla. And that's where we're getting at with this safety cast is trying to spread the word and encourage people from lived experiences. There are opportunities across the board, whether it be in a physically labouring type role or whether it be in a work health safety role, there's lots of opportunities. So on that note, Ange, what are your thoughts in terms of what you'd like to see within the construction industry? I suppose I'd mirror what the other ladies have already said in terms of that development path and some opportunities that can come at a lot earlier stage. But beyond that, in terms of how, you know, if we can move into getting into the industry, certainly more really strong, capable women in leadership roles. And that can be in leadership roles anywhere within the industry, whether that's the likes of Bianca, who is the director of her own bricklaying company. That's amazing. Whether that's the likes of Bronwyn, who's in a work health safety management position on one of the biggest infrastructure projects in New South Wales. Or even whether that's, you know, I've known a lot of, you know, amazing project managers and engineers and, you know, even some of those other non-typical kind of roles that women would generally go into. So lots more, I guess, inclusivity and involvement in that. And certainly um, the flexibility piece, I think, can't be kind of reiterated enough. I think flexibility for working parents of both genders, but at times it probably impacts on women more so than, than men. So the flexibility piece, I think industry absolutely can really needs to take a look at how that can work 
and particularly around some of these trade-based roles, you know, perhaps going to be a more interesting piece as to how you can achieve some of that balance. And probably finally, and Bronwyn already mentioned it, which I really liked that Bronwyn brought this up. As we know, mental health in the construction sector is a very difficult space in the sector itself. Workers are six times more likely to die by suicide than what they are from a work health safety related incident, which kind of rings alarm bells for us as a regulator. And obviously we're taking steps towards that. But I guess in terms of how you know we can bring that gender inclusivity into that piece, I really um, and I've thought about this a lot in my you know personally, I wonder what impact, what positive impact women can have when we sort of have more women on site. And it sort of changes the tone of what sites kind of feel like and what they look like. And I just wonder if maybe some of that, you know, generally sort of the nurturing side of women or things like that, the impact that can actually have. For me, I really want to see if there's a tie in between mental health and women's inclusivity. Yeah, spot on. That's a really critical point that you raise, Ange. Totally agree with you there. And I do see the benefits of having both genders present in any workforce, be it construction, be it in the office or in any workplace. There are benefits to having both genders present and working together because you bring different traits. So ladies, um, my next question is, do you have a career highlight? Bianca, I'd love to hand over to you. Oh, I've got many, many, but yeah, your first house, the first house you built, um, that always has to be your highlight. So yeah, 100%. Um, other than that, business-wise, it's yeah, when you when you get your big banner of your business and you hold it up and you think, oh, look at it, and it's re- it's all real then. So and, and that's awesome. And yeah, um, oh, I could keep going on and on and on, but yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, that's so exciting. I I love that. The first place that you built, that's awesome. So Brunwyn, what's your career highlight? So back in the Middle East, the most reaffirming moment that I that would have occurred to me was uh, the workforce in the Middle East is very predominantly expatriate. A lot of them haven't seen their families for for months, even years at at times. And there was one particular day we have a work we had a workforce of forty five thousand plus. Um, on the tools, workers on the tools. And one day, yeah, it was a really large project. So there's no way I could get to know 45,000 people on the job. But there was one day that one of the workers came up to me very randomly and just said, thank you for everything you do for us. Uh, And I thought, wow, you know, as a woman in construction, there's a level of humanity that we bring and I and we're open and we're approachable and I do think there's a stigma around, you know, men opening up to other men in, in the construction industry. And so that really just reaffirmed to me why I do what I do, why I'm in the construction industry and why this is a passion of, of mine. So that's really the probably the most fundamental career highlight. Well, that's fantastic, Bronwyn. That's really quite touching, actually. I absolutely love that you acknowledged as a career highlight that being acknowledged by a staff member was quite profound and, and at least a lasting impact. Thank you. How about yourself, Monique? Uh, I totally agree with Bianca when she said that um, it was her first house that is her biggest highlight. Mine was the first job I ever did, which was the tunnel. It definitely was a once in a lifetime mm. opportunity. You not you're never gonna find a job like that. And not not that it was the money wise, just the people that you meet and the people that make it a family out there. 
and you work with so many people and it's, it was just the best, one of the best experiences I've ever had. I'd agree. I think that that would be an absolutely unique experience and it's fantastic for you to, to be so young and to be a part of that. It's a great story to share in many, many years to come when your career evolves. How about yourself, Carla? What's a, a highlight in your career that you'd like to share? I think, as I said before, watching something literally built from scratch turn into a building and actually seeing people go in and move into it is definitely a highlight. But even like having nothing there and then you have to go put all the cables in, fit it off, and then you're able to turn it on yourself and actually seeing everything work is just amazing. It makes you feel so good on the inside. That's pretty exciting, I must say, being able to do all the technical side of things and then step back and it's like a Christmas tree lights light up. (laughs) Pretty awesome. It literally is like that. So ladies, to our last question, what is a piece of advice that you would give to other females considering a career in the construction industry? So Bianca, I might start off with you. What would you say? You don't know unless you try it. So yeah, no, give it a go. Don't be scared. Girls, yeah, can do whatever boys can. So yeah, give it a go. Carla, how about yourself? Yeah, if you're definitely considering it, I definitely say you you definitely give it a go. There's always going to be support wherever you go. And if you love what you do, I guess it doesn't matter if it's a male-dominant industry. It's awesome. That's really positive. Monique, how about yourself? But just go for it. Like, no matter what you choose to do in life, someone will doubt you at some point. But as long as you believe that you're doing what you want to do and what you feel like is this is going to be your life career just smash it I love that Bronwyn some parting words for us as already mentioned pursue your passions don't let the old school thinking um, back in the days uh, hold you back a couple of key notes from my perspective is you know if you are going for job interviews um, with prospective construction companies Evaluate the kind of organisation that you want to work with and ask yourself, is this organisation worthy to have me employed with them as a woman? And just in this panel here, you know, we've got a broad range of backgrounds, women in construction, uh, and we're all very passionate women at every level. And it's going to be really important for, to have women on the tools when they can change mindsets at the ground level. Uh, and and change those stigmas around the construction industry, Um, but then also up to the boardroom where we have women at that level that will influence policy and influence workplace culture and evolve the construction industry. Uh, If you're passionate about it, take it on and let's help change the industry ourselves as women. Fantastic and well said, Bronwyn. Thank you. Angela, how about yourself? What would you say to females considering a career in construction? For me, I would be saying not to underestimate yourself. I think probably every one of us that's in here today have underestimated ourselves and have doubted what we could do or what we thought we could do at some point or many points. But absolutely is not to underestimate yourself, you know, challenge yourself and be resilient because that's what I'm, you know, there's a lot of resilience in this room that have kind of got us to where we are today. So absolutely take the opportunities. There's so many of them out there. And I love working in this industry. For me, it's something I'm really passionate about. And I mean, I've got young children and it's something that for me, I look into the future and I want to have a better, safer, more inclusive industry for either my son or daughter to be able to enter into down the track. So I guess for me, thank you all so much because I think it's been absolutely amazing and inspiring. I've really appreciated the opportunity to have this chat today. 
Thank you, Ange. And um, I'd like to take this moment just to thank all of our guests for sharing your insights and personal experiences of working as a female in various roles within the construction sector. I'm sure that our listeners have taken away some valuable insights today. Just like I have, I've been inspired by the different paths that you've each taken and the risks that you've taken in doing something different and showing resilience to get to where you are now. It was really positive to hear about those who've also supported you on your career path, including your family, your friends and managers, as well as positive role models. So in closing, some of our key takeaways today are that firstly, you don't need to have worked in construction to start a career in construction. Secondly, there is a fresh focus from the New South Wales government on making the construction industry a more safe, inclusive and respectful place for women. And lastly, the construction industry is a great sector for women to enter with many opportunities for growth and development, whether it be in a trade or in a non-traditional role, including traffic control, engineering, project management, team leading, bricklaying, electrical and work health and safety, just to name a few. We would encourage you to consider making the jump to become a part of this fast-paced and exciting industry. Also, if you're interested in working with SafeWork New South Wales, you can check out our website for recruitment details. So thanks for joining us today. For more information on this topic and others, please visit our website at safework.nsw.gov.au. If you'd like to read more about the New South Wales Government's Women's Strategy 2018 to 2022 or the Respect at Work Task Force led by SafeWork New South Wales, you can find the links to these at the bottom of this safety cast on your device. If you need to report an incident or you need to speak to someone at SafeWork New South Wales, please phone 13 10 50 or use a Speak Up app. And lastly, please share this production with your industry colleagues and contacts.